So hi, we're on the Good Nights Podcast with Michaela from yours truly. We're going to ask you some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you to create the band or the creation of the band? And what does the band name mean? Um, so I started yours truly when um, I was in high school. And I, um, I always just like wanted to be in a band. And, you know, I had played in previous bands, like through like high school. And then I think that um, I was like, no, like, this is like what I want to do, like when I leave school. So um, I saw a video of our guitarist Teddy playing on Facebook and I, uh, I thought he just looked really cool. So I sent him a friend request and, uh, <laughs> and then he accepted and then we started talking and then um, he, he actually came up with the name Yours Truly and then he was in class one day. He reckons he was having a nap and he woke up and he was like, let's call it Yours Truly. And then that's kind of like how it, how it all came together. Okay. I wow. like that. Quick and simple. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> All right. Uh, so congrats on your upcoming release, Self Care. How do you feel about the response to the album that you've shown it? That How do you feel about the response to the album, to the people you've shown it to so far? Um, so far, it's been really positive, which is really cool. Um, I think I've been so like anxious, like waiting to hear like what everyone has to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, um, I'm just excited for like everyone else to hear it now. It's only like two days away. So um, but like everyone, you know, it's like it, everyone's saying like what we wanted, like everyone's getting what we what we were intending. And um, like it's, it's translating the way that we wanted it to so far. So that makes me happy. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Gloria and I both got a chance to listen to it early and have nothing but positive things to say about it. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record and how it's changed from your first release to now? Um, well, I think the the difference between the first release and now is... um we have you know, different people in the band. Uh, I mean, I wrote a lot of this album with um, our guitarist, um, Lockie, who um, you know, we you know, we spent a lot of time just like sitting like in like someone's room and just like playing something and then like singing over it and then like recording it and then seeing like, you know, like what like what it sounded like and being like, oh, like, those parts are cool, we'll take that part and like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also wrote a lot of the songs in the album with our producer, Stevie Knight, um, well, we wrote with him the first time on Afterglow. So um, he um, he was, you know, a big part of this album. So I think that, like, yeah, I think working with different people kind of, like, you know, makes you learn, like, especially, like, writing with both of them on the Afterglow EP and then going into the album, I kind of knew how, like, they both worked, like, writing-wise, which yeah. I think was really positive because it, like, it was less time of us wasting, like, do you like this? And it was like, I already know Stevie won't like that. So I'm not even going to, like, you know, I'm not even going to suggest it because I know that he won't like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, that, um, I think that was, like, the first time that, like, we sat down and we kind of just all, like, had the same mindset, which was really cool. That's good. Yeah. That's really cool, yeah. So where was your headspace while creating that record, actually? Uh, it was it was everywhere um, because we had just had – we were writing the album over the whole of last year. And um, we're like, you know, and even, but even some songs like Half of Me was written in 2018. So, oh, wow. um, but that song, we didn't write that song for an album as such. It was just like a song that we wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, like writing, like writing for the album, it, we wrote it in like 2019. It was like this year where like everything was really full on because we were touring heaps and, you know, we had so much going on and Afterglow had done so well and, we were like all over the world and um, trying to write when we were so busy was so difficult. 
Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I found it kind of hard because we were enjoying all these firsts, like being in the States for the first time, being in the, the UK for the first time. It was really hard to like sit down and just focus on like writing when we were like, let's go here and let's eat this. And, you know, like yes. it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, you know, like headspace as well, like I think that because it was such a, you know, a full on year, um, I think that like I, it was the first year that like I kind of realized that um, I was struggling a little bit like with myself, and I um I think that it was like the first time I sat down and because all these things were happening, if I felt really, I felt strange about being happy because I was like all oh, these other things in my life are like not that hectic, and like <laughs> I don't know like I shouldn't should I be happy or should I be sad like I really don't know and that's what a lot of the album's about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That I think it's sense. like it's crazy that you guys blew up off of like the EP alone. What was that like? Just like the explosion that happened. It's honestly surreal because it just like we look back and we're like that was one year, like and how quick that year went. Um, and if, I think it, it blew up so quickly for us that it kind of just like it was almost like overwhelming of us being like, do we really like belong to be here? Like, uh-huh. like is it like is it right that we're here playing these shows with these bands? Like, it doesn't feel like it should be right. Yeah. But like, I think that the way that we are and the way that we've always been is like you get an opportunity and you run with it. Like you've mm-hmm. been given something and you got to make the most out of it. So I think it just like taught us to like work really hard. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So can you tell me what band or artist influences you think you can hear on this record? Um, and number one thing that I always tell people and they're like, oh, really, is Lainey. Like, we were very inspired by Lainey um, because that's all we listened to, like, when we are in the States, like, because we were there in, like, September. And um, that's all we listened to, like, when we were, like, touring. And I think that, like, after just, like, having, like, this insane Lainey craze and then going into, like, recording the album, um, it was, like, kind of, like, you know, like melodic choices is like really inspired by that as a band we really love basement and that was another huge inspiration for us like musically um so yeah i think we like try to take like you know all of our like you know our favorite like bands that we like loved and you know you know taking like you know bits and pieces of inspiration but i'd say those two like are the, the biggest ones for us okay okay taste all right uh so what made you choose the name self-care and is there any meaning behind the album art because it's like a heart and then they're like arms hugging it and then they're like plants coming out of it. i think it's so cool so is there anything is there a meaning behind it so with the artwork is um we had the idea of the artwork before we even had the song like the album title oh um yeah so the artwork and i think that's also like a lot of where like the name stemmed from was because like just looking at the artwork, that's kind of like what it looks like to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the artwork is that we really wanted it to be like, because we felt like the album was like, you know, the album's handmade, like, you know, like we put so much of our souls into this album that we really wanted to like convey that in the imagery. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, so I remember I had this idea of like, you know, to make something feel handmade, it feels really homey. And I remember like going to my grandmother's house growing up and she had like these little pillows being like, you know, home and like uh-huh. with flowers on them and stuff and to me like the look of that has always felt really homey to me and so um our friend who actually did the art book for afterglow she had like taken up like embroidery embroidery and stuff like that so yeah. we were like do you want to do like the album for this album and she was like sure okay. and so the whole concept of the album is like you know like the album artwork is kind of like a heart hugging itself 
but like flowers are like blooming out of the veins and it's all got to do with like, you know, self growth and, you know, and like, you know, taking care of yourself, but then like beautiful things growing out of struggle. Okay. And I think it's kind of like when then we're like, oh, like let's call it self care because like, you know, it was like, you know, it was a huge therapy session for us writing this album. So that's kind of like how it all packages together. That is the coolest thing. Wait, so that is actually like embroidered somewhere. Yeah. So if, yeah, in the composure music video, Georgia, our friend is actually sitting down and she's actually making it. And if you watch back, it's kind of like an Easter egg moment thing that like oh. you can watch back and be like, oh. That is so cool. Oh, okay. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> now, cool. that, now that you've described, like explained the album artwork, the name and album artwork go very well together. Yeah. Like, like it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys are so um, smart. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so what song on this record took the longest to write and what is your favorite? The longest to write, I would say probably be Vivid Dream was the longest to write. Um, a Vivid Dream or Half of Me, for different reasons. Half of Me, we wrote in 2018 and it just went, like it, we finished it in 2018, but it went through so many changes between 2018 and 2020. So, but Vivid Dream was like a song that we just could never write a chorus for. We like had the rest of the song, we're like, all right, this song's really cool, but we have no chorus. And um, I think that was like one of the last things that we wrote before we even went and recorded the album because it just took so long to get something that we liked. Um, and favorite song? Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's Siamese Souls, the first okay. song. Taste. Right. Uh, so were there any songs cut off of this album and will they ever see the light of day like on an album or b-sides um yeah there was one song that we didn't end up putting on the album that we like recorded and everything like that and we just wanted to have 10 songs so it was like let's record these ones and then like pick mm -hmm. um and I remember at the end, I remember the last two songs was out of funeral home and this other song and then we ended up going with Funeral Home and end up being a single, which I would like imagine with the other song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what we're going to do with it. Like, I would like to release it someday. Mm -hmm. I just think that like, it just didn't, it just didn't fit on the, on the album. I feel like it would have fit on the album, but I feel like the way that it's like structured is that like, it kind of flows. Like, I think I like the way that it flows. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll get to release it down the track okay. some, some way. Mm -hmm. A couple follow-up questions. Could that song that you mentioned be like a way to bridge the gap between your next this release and your next release? Probably. I think the weird thing is that we don't know what we want to do next. Okay, that's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> that's completely <laughs> yeah. valid. Yeah, could just come. I don't think we'll ever completely switch it up. But um, I, yeah, I I'd like to. I mean, especially with the way the world is, and we haven't been able to tour this year, and who knows when we're going to be able to tour again. It might be something good to you know put out when we start touring again just to you know have you know have more stuff coming out and you know new music where I feel like this year has really like elongated everyone's like you know album cycles mm -hmm. and I feel like people are going to be touring the albums that they release around now a lot longer than what they usually would have so possibly yeah I would like to I would like everyone to hear it okay mm -hmm. and then you mentioned the flow of the record how did you choose how did you pick that to come together um, I think we all, we had ideas of what we wanted to be like first in the middle and we wanted to be last. Oh, wow. so we knew we wanted Siamese first, we knew we wanted Heart Sleeve last and when we wrote Undersides, we're like, this is the perfect middle song. Mm -hmm. So then I think it was just kind of like placing songs 
around you know around those songs and like what felt right and um I think that yeah like I think we all we all agreed like when like when we like came up with like the track listing we're like yeah like this is that this is perfect and we remember we all listened to it together and we're like this flows nice and you know we all wanted like the slow song at the end and so I think that you know we just kind of like sat on it and we agreed so that was good if we all agree then it was the way to go and there was no issues that's good all right that was good uh so is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to this record i kind of just want it to feel like a super warm hug like <laughs> i just want it but at the same time like i want it to be like you know fun and i want people to enjoy it i want people to like you know really feel it but um i want it to have like those real like the real like feelsy like energy but like i also want it to be like exciting so yeah all right so i want this question to be like super quick all right i want you to describe this album off the top of your head with three words as fast Um, as you can fun cathartic and energetic Fun, cathartic, energetic. Okay, wow, that that's perfect. That is okay. perfect. And that's that is good. one of the fastest responses we've gotten to that question as well. Yeah, thank you for that. Like, you can't think about it, and then they think about it anyway. Exactly. Um, so we keep bringing up the COVID and all that. What's it like releasing your debut record during this strange time? It's kind of scary. Um, just because, I mean, like, we haven't ever done it before. Like you said, it's a debut, so... Um, we kind of had like, first of all, like we didn't really know what we're doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then like, now we have no one to really tell us how to navigate it because they also don't know what they're doing. Um, and I just, um, I think that, you know, I would have liked to have released, I think we, we, and we pushed it towards end of the year because we want, we were hoping that it would be over by now. Mm -hmm. Um, or that, you know, we'd be, we'd be getting there. Um, but I just think that, you know, it's a weird time and we could have held on to it until it was all over, but. I would rather, you know, make some people happy or like give people something to listen to than kind of hold it for myself for my own personal, like for our own personal gain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Makes sense. So you guys actually had an opportunity to do uh, an audio tree session. What was that like? How was that experience? Because that's crazy. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, yeah. I didn't think that like stuff like that, you just don't ever think you're going to get to do like so early in your career as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, it was like, we had never been to the States before. And it was in like the first week of us being there. Oh, wow. And I remember we played a show and then we played a show. Where was it? Oh, I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. That's really bad. We played a show and then I remember overnight we drove to Chicago and then we played Riot Fest in the morning. And then as soon as we finished Riot Fest, we went and we, um, we went and recorded Audio Tree. So we played like three sets in the course of like, I don't know. Like 24 hours. Yeah, like, and um, and we hadn't slept, yeah. so audio tree. Oh I was like, like, I was like a zombie. <laughs> so after the audio tree, you passed out. On honest, after audio tree, I was like asleep. I remember that, and I think that I think that morning as well, we had tried. I think we got like two hours of sleep, and we were like sleeping in like the van because we had like nowhere, no, we had nowhere to stay or something like that. And I remember I was like, this is an adventure for sure. Like we have no real experience this. Um. But I remember just like feeling so tired. But I remember like getting there and like the energy of being there and like being at Audio Tree and like having seen so many bands do Audio Tree sessions. 
um, you know, just really like pepped us up and we're like, let's go, let's go. But it was like, it was so cool. And it was the first time we'd ever done a session like that as well. So I think we learned a lot. And then we ended up doing a session here for um, something here called Triple J, like a version. Mm-hmm. And going into that after doing Audio Tree was like, okay, like this isn't as scary as Audio Tree because Audio Tree was kind of scary and it was live, mm-hmm. which is even worse. Because yeah. if you stuff up, you can't just go back and be like, can I do that again? Like, <laughs> which is same, the same as I'm um, Triple J as well. But I think it like just taught us to be kind of like, just go with it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't stress, just do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Wow, that's crazy. Just the night before, set uh, you had a set and then you had to drive to Chicago to then do a show and yeah. then do audio tree right after that god damn yeah it was absolutely intense i kind of like look back at it and i'm like it was all a bit of a blur and i drank a lot of coffee yeah okay i mean that's <laughs> oh valid that's one way to stay awake <laughs> <laughs> wow. um so barring covid allows this to happen you guys are on sad summer for 2021 how did that opportunity come about Oh, I mean, we really, really, really wanted to do it. Like, we were just like, if there's one thing that we get to do, we want it to be sad summer. And then I remember getting the offer to do it and then like seeing who else was in the lineup as well and just being like, oh my God, this is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, yeah, it didn't feel real. Like, and I love all time low. Like, yeah. I love all time low. <laughs> so for me, this is like an absolute dream come true, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's too. I guess it was too good to be true. Didn't get to do it this year, but um, it will do it next year. The lineup is too goddamn powerful. That's why they. That's why COVID happened. That lineup is just <laughs> too good. <laughs> I have tickets to do two dates, and I'm like, wow, that's so much power right there. So. <laughs> um. So speaking of tours, you, the last tour you guys did was with Census Falls. How did that happen? What was that experience like? Um. That was like. It was like the best. Um, it was like I said, it was the first time we'd ever been to the States. So, um, I mean, like, and I, I had been previously, but I had been to like LA and like Miami and like, you know, I had never really like, you know, I got to go to like, to like, you know, all these cities. I think we did like, I think we played 37 shows, I think it was. Oh, wow. So like for us, it's like, I know for over there, like, that's really normal, but like over here, it's like not, like we got like four cities. <laughs> four shows. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we got like four major cities and like that, that's pretty much. So I think, um, you know, it was a huge learning experience for us to, you know, you know, get in a van and just drive all around a country that we had never been to before. And kind of just, you know, it was, it's a wild country. Like I've got to say, like, it's not it's nothing like it is here and it was like i mean we've been to the uk and the uk felt very much like home like it was a very similar culture mm-hmm. but um like america was so much fun i just want to go back like <laughs> i had i had the best time and everyone was so good to tour and to tour the band, tour with bands like that like with um hot mulligans fail and stuff um just watching like you know bands that have toured for so long and especially like of you know of lengths like that um I think it made us like a better band. Like it, you know, it made us want to work harder. It made us want to look more professional because these bands were so professional. And like, I just think it really kicked us into gear of being like, you need to be like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's very Wait, cool. so you said like it, you had like a fun time. Uh, do you have any like funny tour memories from that one tour? Like the 37 different wow. like, live shows? I've got, yeah, we've got, we've got some, I'm trying to think of something that's like, cause I know there's like funny stories. But I'm just trying to think of like, what's the best one. <laughs> um, 
Hmm. I remember Riot Fest was so much fun. I think that was like the highlight for me. Mm -hmm. I remember um, Teddy going up and talking to someone from another band but like not knowing like that they were in this band and he like completely mistaking them for another person. Oh. And then we all like watched it happen. Uh -huh. And then he, once he figured out that like it wasn't that person, we all kind of were just like, and then he like looked at us and we looked at him and it was just like, and we still just like roasting for it. Like we still teasing him about it. Mm -hmm. And he hates it, but it's so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> most of my stories, I remember, I remember playing, okay, it, we were in, um Atlanta and we had played this show and we had bought like like a baseball like I don't like, like a bat I think I think it's what mm -hmm. you guys call it over there yeah. um yeah. <laughs> I guess I get it wrong and then we bought like some balls and stuff like that and I remember like after the show we went and like to like load out and there was all the security that was there at the end of the show and they played baseball with us and like a whole touring party, all the security guards outside the venue. And that was like, it was so much fun. It was like, oh, this is America. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wholesome though. Oh my yeah, God. It was really so cool. wholesome. Yeah. So uh, back to the record for a second. Uh, when live shows do come back, uh, what three songs are you looking forward to playing off the record? Um... Ghost is really fun to play because we've like sat and played them all. Um, you know, like we just whenever we can, we sit to try to play them. So Ghost, Vivid Dreams also really fun to play. And I'm excited to play Composure as well. Okay. They're like my three. Solid picks. Solid. All right. So where do you see the band in the next five years? I'm hoping we have like at least another two albums out. Um, I'm hoping that you know, that we, you know, have solidified a name for ourselves. You know, that's definitely what we're trying to do, like with this album. And I'm hoping that, you know, we've toured the world a few a few more times and that we're still doing what we're doing. And I had this conversation with um, our drummer, Brad, last night. And we were just like, where do we want to be like in five, 10 years? And it was like, we just hope that like, we're still here. Like we're still doing this. And I think that if we're still doing this and we're all friends and we're all enjoying what we're doing and that's like all that I can ask for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Very solid. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, that's a good, really good question. Um, hmm. oh, this is so hard because I love food. Um, <laughs> probably a probably burrito. Mm -hmm. yeah a burrito and a drink like a really nice spicy burrito okay. yeah 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 all right and we'll a drink it. yeah and for the drink we have these um like at our 7-eleven here like i don't know i'm pretty sure you guys would have it over there but like you know, like those like slushy machines like the mm -hmm. frozen fruit machines we have this one flavor here and it's cranberry lime flavor Ooh. Okay. and it's just the best it tastes exactly like you know your cranberry red bull yeah it's exactly like cranberry red bull it's like oh my god so that that's my those are my two things <laughs> wish, I, wish <laughs> that i had that delicious. over here <laughs> yeah oh my god all right uh so on a lighter note away from death row if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live um sunset valley from sims 3 okay, okay. oh 
taste. Oh my god. <laughs> we haven't gotten The Sims yet. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. I can hang out with like who I hang out with. <laughs> who is who is who's a young adult in that world? I I can only think of the one, um, the rich ones, the old rich guy. I, I can't remember his name, but he's always like lurking around the parks. That's the only guy I remember from Sims. I because I know like I know like they're in like different time periods. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna say hang out with Bella Goth, but in Sims 3 she was a child. Yeah. But I know that like in The Sims 4 she's a young adult. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of the time periods between them. <laughs> like yeah, no, who's the who's the big guy? I think it's is it the land grabs? Is it I think it's the yeah, old yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, anyways, yeah, I, I'll, I'll do that one because I think it was such a cute town in the game. Oh, okay, that's very solid. Yeah. Never, as Glory said, we never is. got the Sims before, so yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> so, I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we have spoken to has said it's the most important question What is your favorite color? green any specific shade like dark like emerald green Ooh, i like taste. that mm-hmm. yeah to a green yeah <laughs> uh so as i said that's all the questions you have today is there anything you'd like to plug uh just my album comes out on friday 18th um if you like it great hope you do <laughs> <laughs> Hope I'm very like awkward. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Man, hope you like my music. Uh, I hope you like it. Well, uh, if you don't, sorry. <laughs> no, maybe next time. So <laughs> um, well, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Michaela from Yours Truly and We're the Good Noise Podcast.